Hello and welcome back to another episode of Yours Mentally. Today's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn is a podcast monetization platform that connects podcasters to brands. It's also super easy to operate and has a very user-friendly interface. All you have to do is make your account, hunt for possible sponsors, and send them a write-up proposal. And you know what's better? You can even send a voice note as a proposal. So when we first started using Podcorn, it was super simple for us to navigate and work around it. It connected us to brands that we were looking forward to partnering with, and all it took was ten minutes of writing them a proposal. So, to any aspiring podcasters out there, in case you're looking to start a podcast, signing with Podcorn is a must if you want to network with bigger names that will help you progress. And if you already have a podcast and want to monetize it, we couldn't suggest you a better platform than Podcorn. We here at Yours Mentally have been using Podcorn since the beginning of our podcasting journey. It helped us engage with many brands for collaborations, which we would not have even discovered without their help. So do check out the link in the episode description for anything you need to know about Podcorn. We're so so grateful for Podcorn for supporting our initiative by sponsoring us. So on today's episode about details of therapy, we talk about the definition and understanding of therapy. We talk. We also discuss why is it better to seek therapy when you know you just have a friend who can stick by you and always have your back. We discuss about uh, the obvious signs of prog- progress that you should look for when you go for therapy and a lot of different stuff. This episode. This episode is in conversation with Aditi Sharma, who is a developmental psychologist. So let's get right into the episode. So on today's episode, when we talk about the details of therapy, uh, Aditi, my first question to you is: What is your definition and understanding of therapy? Like honestly, for me, I think therapy is when you know uh, people who have social emotion concerns they visit a therapist to sort of talk their problems out, and you know the therapist helps them. find a way to probably deal with those problems tanisha what is your what do you think what is therapy according to you yeah i think my view is also pretty similar to yours aman i think is just um a one on one or maybe even a group conversation in which um people basically try to work their way out through certain uh, mental issues or any problems they've been having in life right Aditi Right um you know i would agree with the both of you in a very simple sense therapy definitely is is a space uh you know which could be personal which could be group where people go you know when they're experiencing certain uh problems in their lives and when the influence of that problem maybe goes where they would not want it to be so that's a space it's a very safe non-judgmental space where you know they can process the life experiences they can talk about their problems they can uh with the therapist try to figure out what to do about them and how would they want to reduce the effects of that problem yeah right so aditi i just had a question um do people seek therapy only when they have certain problems or are there certain people who come to you just to like talk to you like even if they don't have a certain problem that bogs them down So actually, Tanisha, it's it's very subjective and it's very personal. Of course, um, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, when there are problems, people would approach a therapist uh, because they would want to make more sense of it, because they would want to do something about it, where it's not going the way they would hope that it would. But yes, um, mm-hmm. there are sometimes that people approach a therapist to you know just make sense of certain experiences which they maybe are not able to understand right now, and they would just want somebody. to come with them in that journey and just you know try to understand and also very problem free conversations that does happen too mm-hmm. okay and uh, my second question is why is it better to seek therapy if i just have a friend who i know will stick by me 
who I'm more comfortable with or who knows me better and who I trust why should I go to a therapist instead right so you know actually these two are very different forms of support of course having some loved ones like your friends and family is a very important support in life but um, how therapy is different is that you know for example therapist would be a neutral person who's not related to you otherwise so they can bring in a very different perspective about what you're talking about they're also professionally trained you know in certain conversations in asking certain questions or even sharing observations and uh, also they um, you know something that also happens is because therapists also speak to different people who come in with different experiences there's also a variety of choices that a therapist can offer to you that you know okay uh, in my conversations with other people i have seen people make these these choices or people have used these solutions do any of these make sense to you would you want to pick anything out of it so there's also a diversity in perspective that can be offered to you and uh, mm-hmm. of course talking to your friends also somewhere might mean that your friend and you have had similar kind of experiences if not the same uh, you know because of the kind of context that you're coming from the kind of life that you lead and uh, just speaking to a therapist can add on to those options okay so what are some things that could maybe go wrong when i just talk to a friend and don't seek therapy when i have a certain problem that might require therapy um so you know some people experience uh, of course there is a sense of relief that comes in uh, after talking to a friend but sometimes some questions may persist or sometimes the kind of meaning that you were looking for you are not able to find in that conversation and maybe that is something that motivates you towards okay something more or something different let let me turn to a different space let me turn to a therapeutic space to experience can it give me more or can it give me something different which i may be looking for yeah another reason i think that friends you know can't really be like a substitute for therapists is because they are most of the times the same age as you so they don't really have that much knowledge about all your problems they like unknowingly sometimes happen to gaslight you as well you know uh, or they'll just tell you things like be positive you know you'll get through it you have to be strong but they don't really have solutions how do i be strong how do i get through it they don't tell you that they'll just tell you to get through it so i think that's one of the reasons why friends can't really you know be a substitute for therapists Do you agree with that other thing? Yes, it can happen. In fact, um, you know, because we've talked about that there are certain problems or experiences which may require a more focused space, which is also maybe devoid of any other relationship because you share a lot with your friends. You know, there's a lot in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But with a therapist, um, you go in with you know with with your uh, with the thing that you want to talk to them about, and so there's nothing else which might interfere. also i think um, it's not it's it's probably more helpful to not look at uh, seeking support from friend and seeking support from therapist as competition but maybe things that can go together mm-hmm. because you know one can support the other definitely and that's going to bring in more help for any individual right, right that makes sense so aditi if i'm a minor do my therapist and i have 100% doctor patient confidentiality uh definitely so actually in india if you are minor of course your uh, parents or whoever your legal guardian is is going to be involved in the process you know um so generally they are the people who meet the therapist or the organization but once um a, a, a relationship is set 
definitely there's a communication that happens to the parents or the guardians that whatever is discussed if the child or if the young person wishes to keep that between the therapist and the child we would respect that of course when there is a safety uh, issue you know which needs to be highlighted with the adults in that child's or that young person's life we do take permission from uh, the client that you know this some is something that uh, is important to share with your family can we do that so there's a conversation regarding it but yes there's always permission taken if there is something that they don't want us to share and we think and they agree that it's safe for us to do that uh, it won't leave the you know the space and uh, with children in fact what works is understanding all of us as a team that you know your parents or your family and your therapist all of us are your team you're the captain so if you want to give us different roles okay i'll talk to you about this i'll talk to my parents about that we can totally do it and it really works for them yeah. okay uh what are the obvious signs of progress that i should look out for when i go for therapy uh so tanisha you know it this will depend upon what you started therapy with what were certain goals or what were you what were you looking for in therapy uh there are certain approaches which uh, you know start with very concrete goals you know they would ask the person uh what what is it that you're looking for how would you know uh, that therapy has been beneficial for you so you know there are a lot of conversations in the beginning about what is it what is that concrete change that you can see in yourself or in your you know in other people around you that will tell you that this, this is working yes it's going somewhere mm-hmm. uh so it depends on that and you know once uh, therapy starts the person can start reflecting on it okay how much of that am i being able to do uh, what needs to change but i think uh, generally if uh, we can also talk about uh, because we've been talking about the problem we can ask the person you know can they see the influence of that problem reducing in their life what makes them say that right. what has changed and if they feel that yes problem is still there but i am able to be more functional so called you know i'm able to do things that i would want to that can mean that the uh, effect has started to reduce or started to move towards where they would want it to go and before starting like in my first session suppose do you all like promise a time frame or do you all even know a time frame or is it subjective like depends from person to person so you know it also depends on the structure now there are different types of therapeutic structures that are there maybe you you've heard about it like simply if i classify mm-hmm. there is something called long term therapy where uh, neither the client nor the therapist is specifying ki you know i want i have only 6 months or i have only 1 month it's more about it's more fluid that okay let's see you know where these conversations take us but there there is sometimes specific work that happens that okay this is a six session structure or it's a 10 session structure in that mm-hmm. kind of uh, framework it is very important for both the therapist and the client to you know start talking about the, the fact that we have 10 sessions uh, what are the exact changes that we would like to start working towards and uh, of course right. then there's also some crisis work that happens which is uh, short term and it's very specific because you know it's it's about these two three things only that a person is coming mm-hmm. with and we focus on that so it depends on the structure that uh, you know the therapy space is offering right okay thank you right 
So, uh, what are the different kinds of therapists and how do I find the right one for so, me? So, um, there are many kinds of therapists. In fact, it depends, um, of course, upon, it depends upon their training. It depends on uh, what kind of approaches they are following in their practice. So, uh, there are therapists who will take on a trauma-informed lens. Uh, there are therapists who will take a neurodiverse-informed lens. But, uh, you know, there are people who would want to work with, say, childhood experiences and root causes, and there's a lot of conversation about the unconscious. Uh, then there are certain therapeutic approaches which would not talk about this, but they would focus on thoughts and behaviors and feelings and, you know, how can uh, you change thoughts, how can you work on behavior. Uh, and, of course, there are therapists who don't use talking only or words as a modality they would say use drama they would use art and other expressive forms so uh, in deciding about what which therapy to take on or which therapist to go i think one can you know maybe read a little bit more about these different approaches uh, what kind of grounding do they come from and uh, just see what seems good to you you know what kind of approach appeals to you you find a therapist about it and then you go and see for a session or two how that happens. And, uh, you know, in my workplace, uh, there are a lot of conversations to also, um, you know, see this in a light uh, manner is to shopping around, you know, for therapists. Go visit different therapists, check them out, see uh, what kind of a person or an approach do you connect with. You know, how you would mm. go and see a lot of options for other things in life. I think it can make complete sense to do that even for therapy. Because you may or may not connect with people that you're meeting initially. Right. Okay, so my next question is, uh, is it true that therapy is not affordable for most of the middle class? And what is the average fee per session? And can you recommend some organizations that provide? therapy at a subsidized rate now like i understand that you know at different geographical locations therapy would be uh charged differently because so first metropolitan cities like mumbai delhi kolkata chennai yeah it's going to be expensive but otherwise like uh, what do you think like the average cost per session would be and you know how do the middle class people sort of how how should they go about going right. for therapy Right, right. Um, yeah, so you're right. In India, um, it will depend upon, you know, where the therapeutic space is set up or where the therapist is placed. Um, also, there there is a lot of difference, you know, uh, because, see, I think that mental health as a field is still developing in India. So uh, it is not that established where, you know, the, the system is completely in place in terms of affordability and access. There is still less access uh, to mental health services, you know, for specific age groups, for specific socioeconomic uh, uh, communities also. So um, it is very different, but yes, it can get expensive. Although um, there are a lot of, uh, you know, organizations and private practitioners who are offering a sliding scale which means that they may, the for example, the cost might be 2000 for a for one hour, but, but there mm -hmm. is possibility of reducing that, you know, based on the person who's coming to therapy and, you know, what are their needs and a conversation that can happen between the, the therapist and the person. So there is sliding scale that happens. There are organizations who are offering, uh, you know, therapy at reduced 
for subsidized rates and some of them are also offering that for free uh, but because you asked me what is the general cost you know it it depends uh, not only on the area but it will also depend say on the experience that any therapist has so if somebody has been practicing for more years the the fee is likely to be higher but if somebody has you know been uh, has started practice say maybe four year five years it's likely to be less but um, what i can probably do is i can talk about some spaces that i know of who will mm-hmm. offer you um, at least a range you know if not completely free uh, though there are certain helplines which have been uh, issued by the government in fact uh, in in covid times that happened uh, because you know the 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 need for mental health work uh, rose so so there are uh, places mm-hmm. like uh, yeah so there is uh, you know something called sanjeevni society for mental health then there is i call Psych- psychosocial helpline uh there is also something called asra sneha foundations these are some of them are also uh, you know started by the government and they can also be crisis based so, you know some of them are helplines which you can uh, call and you know talk to them about anything that you are experiencing right now but uh, there are certain of course private practitioners who are willing to offer the sliding scale and um, if you go on instagram there are these accounts called therapize india and mind clan who actually collate different names and they make lists of uh, you know practitioners who are practicing online who are giving subsidized rates and mm. um, yeah and then there are organizations for example i work with children first and at children first there there are different projects uh that you know that are available for people who may not be able to afford therapy mm-hmm. and uh, it is possible to you know come to come to uh, a a cost or a rate which which is also possible for the person to give so that's right. also there and um, yeah i think there's also something called inner hour which is again a website and it's an app so they also offer uh, a range i believe yeah right okay and um my last question is what are the different kinds of techniques used by therapists to gain their pac- patients trust since there's so much confidential uh, information that is exchanged during therapy so what do therapists do to gain their patients trust right um so you know some of the ethics you probably have heard about because they they're important and they are being talked about is the confidentiality clause Mm-hmm. i think it's uh it's it's a therapist responsibility to you know to be able to communicate to the person that they're going to start work with how it is going to be a safe space a non judgmental space and a space where they can talk about things and it would not leave the room you know and mm-hmm. uh anything that they talk about would not go to any other person without their permission so i think very clearly stating this becomes very important also because therapist is initially a stranger that somebody is coming to talk to and talking about some uh, very personal experiences and uh, difficulties uh, becomes difficult and also you know a lot of therapists will spend initial sessions or some time in establishing a rapport where the 
where the person actually starts to trust them, feels comfortable, feels settled. Um, with children or with you know with adolescents and young people, playfulness really helps. Personally, I, personally, I use that a lot in my sessions with them. You know, mm-hmm. to be able to uh, be playful with them and connect to them in that way because children connect to play instantly. You know, so if yeah. you're able to do that, that really helps too. And I think like we were speaking before, sometimes having a very problem or an agenda-free conversation also helps that, you know, we don't expect that uh, somebody comes in and starts talking about a problem because it's very difficult to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, some very neutral conversations are also sometimes used by therapists to, you know, just just start the conversation with somebody that they're meeting. But yeah, it's it's mostly a combination of these things that, uh, you know, different therapists try to do. Right. So, uh, thank you, Aditi, for being with us. We learned quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> definitely, towards the end, we learned a lot, I think, today. Uh, thank so, you so much for coming. Thank you for being with I us. Thank you so much. And they're doing you. some great work. I'm yeah. so happy that, you know, yeah. all young people like you are so interested in these things. And it's great. Thank yeah. you. And to everyone who's listened to you, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.